The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Hello, hello, hello. This is Simon Tishko. This is Isotopica. This is Resonance 104.4 FM, as I'm sure you are fully aware. And if everything is going according to plan, this is London in the middle of a heat wave. Yes, we are cooking in the city. And what a strange place it is to be in the summer. Um kind of jam-packed edition of Isotopica today, but one that is slightly sideways, simply slightly off-path, off-kilter and off-key. One, because it's so warm. Two, I'm quite exhausted after a very exciting week last week where Isotopica, Morris, we kind of did like, um, what's that awful program with that awful man on Top Gear? Isotopica went live, I think, for the first time when we did what was going to be a brief performance piece in relation to CERN and various other threads of contemporary culture and science. We were going to slam or collide we talk about a piano into the gallery walls at Beaconsfield that proved to be too onerous a task for a one evening performance and instead we ended up offering or getting the chance to and performing on and off from five o'clock through till midnight which is kind of like doing an extended and live broadcast of Isotopica with the oh so wonderful guests at the fundraiser birthday party at Beaconsfield Gallery. Details of that, as with everything else in the whole universe, are available on my website, being www.theculture.net. And um, we had Tony White from Resonance FM doing some really amazing, wonderful readings. And I was performing with Ella Massing and Ilsa... Iksha, thank you, Ello. Ilsa Iksha, I can't say that, who performed the most beautiful space echoed flute on top of some improvisational electronica, including um, some gherkins wired up to the mains through a giant rheostat, which is more of a performance piece, and the microphones didn't quite pick up the subtleties and the nuance of the gherkins burning performances, but visually speaking, it was a treat for one and all. And there, oh, I've got some recordings of that, so I shall bung that across the airways at some point in the near future. In the meantime, where are we going to go? I'm kind of head reeling a little bit today because having had my eyes tested a week or so ago, I noticed a sign on the wall that said free hearing tests, and my ears haven't quite been the same for a very long time as what they used to be many years as a sound artist and sound engineer with various rock and roll bands and things like that have had their toll. So I had my ears tested, and when I came out of the little booth pressing the buttons, the woman looked really sad and said, well, I'm so sorry, but that really is dramatic hearing loss. And I have since had it checked again and went via our beloved NHS to Charing Cross Hospital and had my ears very thoroughly checked today. And they give me a hearing aid, which I have no 
problems with from a cosmetic point of view, but merely the fact it attenuates my own voice. And anyone that knows me knows I really like talking a lot. So hearing is very much on my mind, and it was always a good old joke of the deaf sound engineer, of which there are many out there. I mean, Lemmy, the performer in Motorhead, was, is, remains famously deafened by his own music, and the sound mix at Motorhead concerts is mixed accordingly. So it sounds terrible to everyone else, but it sounds just about right to Lemmy, I believe. So, I'm approaching that with a archive sound clip from the Welcome Library. That's always a good standby and Isotopica. And then I'm going to seek sideways into a kind of wry postmodern hauntological look at Indian music and its impact on 20th century modernist culture, experimentalization and other things, including Hawkwind, which obviously stands right up there with hauntology at the very top of the wizard scale. It's a little mix, it's a bit of music, it's a bit of this and it's a bit of that, and it's Isotopica and it's here and it's Resonance 104.4 FM and if you feel you've got any experience of hearing loss and hearing aids and all things like that, then I'd love to hear from you. Why don't you contact me through the website being www.theculture.net and um, I can feel myself doing a hearing special at some point in the future. Why not? It's suddenly got deep and personal. By the way, one of the tracks I will be playing is Suicide, which was... One of the bands I was lucky enough to be a sound engineer for, and we were extraordinarily loud when playing live. And I think through all of that time, I never actually managed to damage my ears, and I did it all sitting at home in my apartment in West London, making completely undanceable dance music on headphones. So, headphones, health warning. Boys and girls, make sure your volume is within acceptable European limits, otherwise you too will end up like me. This is Simon Tishko, this is Isotopica, pin back your ears and let's see what we have on today's show. children are deaf, and it's a great handicap to them. First of all, they have to be taught how to speak. In the ordinary way, a child learns to speak by hearing the words grown-ups say and then repeating the sound. Deaf children cannot do this and must follow a difficult roundabout method. They have to learn lip-reading and how to repeat the sounds which go with different lip movements. It's a long, hard process. These children have been at it for years, and at an age when other children are speaking fluently, they are still learning to read single words from the lips of their teacher. The teacher says, Do you know what a magician is? They don't. It's a new word to them. And because of their deafness, they've never had the chance to meet it. They're not less intelligent than other children, but because of the difficulty of teaching them, they go more slowly and have fallen behind. Every new word has to be split up into its separate sounds. 
Ma-ji-shun, magician. Most of these children were not born deaf. They lost their hearing through an illness in early childhood. This boy became deaf at three through an attack of measles. This girl after scarlet fever. And this boy after influenza. These and other childhood diseases are likely to affect small children particularly and cause deafness. But with proper care and attention, most cases of deafness can be prevented. The ear is a very delicate instrument. The outside part, which we usually call the ear, is the least important. It's really only a trumpet for collecting sound. The real hearing mechanism is embedded well inside the bone of the skull. From the ear trumpet, a canal runs in through the bone for an inch or so. At the entrance, there are a number of short, stiff hairs, which act as a filter and keep out dust and insects. Along the sides of the canal, there are glands, which produce a fairly stiff wax. This helps to keep the canal clean, and the wax in this canal should not be interfered with, except by a doctor or nurse. The inner end of the canal is curtained off by a thin circular membrane, the eardrum. These different structures, the ear trumpet, the canal and the eardrum, make up what is called the external ear. Beyond the eardrum is the middle ear. The middle ear is like a box, enclosed on one side by the eardrum and on the other side by the inner ear. A small window connects the middle ear with the inner ear. This window is covered by a membrane called the inner eardrum. The middle ear is also connected to the back of the throat by a tube called the eustachian tube. This lets air into the middle ear from the throat and keeps an even pressure on the outer eardrum with the air which flows in along the canal. Suspended like a bridge across the middle ear are three small bones. They're called after their different shapes. First, the hammer. Its handle is firmly attached to the eardrum with head uppermost. The anvil connects the head of the hammer with the stirrup. The stirrup completes the bridge and is fixed to the inner eardrum. In this way, there is a complete span of bone delicately suspended and reaching from the outer eardrum to the inner eardrum. The inner ear is divided into two parts. The top half is the organ of balance which helps us to keep upright and maintain our balance. The lower half is the true organ of hearing. This is shaped like a small shell and is called the cochlea. In the cochlea lie the many little strands of the nerve of hearing which connect it to the brain. And the whole of this inner ear is filled with fluid. When a stone is thrown into a pond, it produces waves which travel outwards in circles. Sound waves travel in much the same way, except that they travel out in all directions. This is what happens when a sound wave reaches the ear. The sound waves enter the canal and agitate the eardrum. This sets the hammer bone in motion, 
which in turn agitates the anvil. The anvil agitates the stirrup and the stirrup passes the vibrations on to the inner eardrum. Finally, the vibrations pass through the fluid of the cochlea to the nerves, which carry the messages to the brain where they're interpreted as sound. Deafness is sometimes caused by an obstruction in the external ear. The external passage may get clogged up with too much wax and when the wax hardens, it stops the sound waves reaching the eardrum. Sometimes an abscess forms in the external passage. This makes the passage walls swell up, and again the sound waves cannot get through freely. Children often push foreign bodies, such as beads or peas, into their ears. This is the wrong way to deal with it. Don't probe about with a hairpin or matchstick. The slightest slip may injure the delicate eardrum. So take your child to a clinic and let the doctor see to it. Disease of the middle ear can be even more dangerous. It's one of the most common causes of deafness and it may start with an ordinary cold. Remember how the eustachian tube runs from the middle ear to the back of the throat and keeps an even pressure of air on the eardrum. This diagram shows where the eustachian tube from each ear enters the throat. These narrow tubes are the key to all diseases of the middle ear. If anything goes wrong with them, deafness will result. When you have a cold, mucus fills the air passages of the nose and mouth, and some of it may infect the eustachian tube and cause inflammation. The walls of the eustachian tube swell up and air cannot flow into the middle ear. This will cause buzzing noises and temporary deafness, which often go with colds. Common as they are, it's dangerous to neglect these symptoms. If your child has a cold, don't let her pass it on to other people. Make sure that it's dealt with immediately and completely cured. From the earliest possible age, the child should be taught to blow her nose. And as soon as she is old enough, she must be encouraged to do it by herself. The nose should be blown gently and without pressing the nostrils, for damage may be done by blowing too hard. In many schools, the children often play games which teach them how to breathe correctly. Breathing properly through the nose is a great help in keeping free from colds. The air is filtered in the nose and warmed up to blood heat before it passes into the lungs. And an afternoon rest with plenty of fresh air and an eye kept on their breathing, and most important of all, a proper diet, will all help to build up your children's defences against colds. But if colds are neglected, really serious damage can be done to the middle ear. The germs may spread right up the tube and cause inflammation of the whole length of it. The inflammation spreads to the middle ear and finally an abscess develops.
This produces a discharge with increasing pressure on the eardrum. Eventually the pressure forces a hole through the drum and a discharging ear is the result. After the drum is broken, the pain may get less or even stop and the fact that the ear is still discharging means that the disease has not been cured. The abscess may heal up, but the hole in the eardrum may not. Unless it's attended to, the walls of the middle ear may become permanently inflamed and interfere with the work of the small bones. If this happens, the bridge for the sound waves is broken or lost, and permanent deafness is the result. A severe earache or a discharging ear may be very dangerous and requires immediate and careful attention. This is the wrong way to deal with a discharge. It's contagious, so don't wipe it away with a towel or a handkerchief or touch it with the fingers. Use cotton wool instead and when you've finished with it, burn it at once. It's a good idea to keep a plug of cotton wool in the ear to absorb the discharge. Make sure that the plug is changed frequently until the ear gets proper attention. But remember, the discharge will contaminate your fingers, so always wash your hands after changing the plug. Another way the infection may spread is through hair covering the external ear and touching the discharge. To prevent this, the hair should be cut away or tied back well clear of the ear. Parents should also watch their children's breathing and notice any signs of difficulty in breathing through the nose. Breathing through the mouth is not normal and neither is snoring. Both mean that something is wrong, possibly adenoids. Adenoids is another trouble in childhood which leads to colds and may cause deafness. This child's dullness is not due to any real slowness, but to the fact that she can't hear well because of adenoids. Adenoids are caused by the infection of certain tissues at the back of the nose. When we breathe in, dust and germs in the air are absorbed by these soft folds of tissue which act as a filter. Sometimes, however, the impurities are too much for the cleansing folds. They become diseased, swell up and block the back of the nose. This tends to produce colds and nearly always infects the opening of the eustachian tube. Once the adenoids are removed by a simple operation, the eustachian tube is freed and the deafness will disappear. Here is the same child four months later. Now that she can hear perfectly well and breathe normally again, she is no longer handicapped and can take her part in all the activities that go on around her. These are the important things to remember. The ordinary cold, if neglected, is one of the most common causes of deafness. Mouth breathing and snoring at night usually mean that something is wrong. It may mean that your child has adenoids, and adenoids lead to colds and loss of hearing. A simple operation will quickly put it right. Don't probe about in the ear with a hairpin or matchstick. The doctor or nurse at the clinic will do the job with less danger to the eardrum. Always use cotton wool to wipe away discharge from the ear and be sure to burn it at once. If you suspect there is anything wrong with your child's ears, even a slight earache, see the doctor or take her to a clinic.
If the symptoms are neglected, treatment may become more difficult and uncertain. But if ear disease is treated in its early stages, it can nearly always be cured, and your child will be saved much suffering and unhappiness in later life. Rider, motorcycle hero He's looking so cute Sneaking round, round, round in a blue jumpsuit Cruise Rider, motorcycle hero He's a blazing away Like the stars, stars, stars in the universe Goose rider, motorcycle hero He's a screaming the truth America, America is killing its youth He's screaming away America, America is killing its youth America, America is killing its youth Classical music, whether Carnatic or Hindustani, is fundamentally raga music. A raga is a melodic movement within a grammatical periphery. It consists of a group of swaras, or notes, which are rendered colourfully to create a certain mood, which appeals to and pleases the mind of the listeners. A raga is fundamentally made of a murchana, or a scale. And every murchana is a group of swaras, or notes. We shall first study the notes, and then the scales. Swara. A swara is a frequency. It is a musical note. Saptaswara. There are seven basic notes called Saptaswaras. They are Shajjam, Sa, Rishabham, Ri, Gandharam, 
गा मध्यमम मा पंचमम पा धैवतम धा निषादम नी Let us listen to these seven notes.
The ancient texts trace the origin of these seven notes to the sounds of nature. The Sanskrit verse runs, Shajam mayuro vadati kavastu rishabhabhashinah ajavidantu gandharam kronchakkonati madhyamam pushpasadharane kale pikahkujati panchamam dhaivatam heshate vaji nishadam brahmate gajah. It means that the sa is derived from the cry of the peacock, ri from that of the bull, ga from the bleating of the goat, ma from the call of the heron, pa from the sweet call of the cuckoo, dha from that of the neighing of the horse, and ni from the trumpeting of the elephant. Prakriti Swaras among the seven notes, sa and pa do not allow any variation. These are known as the prakriti swaras. They are also called avikrita swaras. They are not shaken for ornamentation. Hence, they are called achala swaras too, as achala means immobile. Let us listen to the pure sounds of shajja and Panchama. Five notes, ri, ga, ma, dha, and ni, are vikritiswaras, which allow one variation each, that is, the flatter or sharper forms. Vikritiswaras are further classified into komala and tivra types. Komala swaras. Komala means soft. The flat variety or the notes with lower frequency are called komalaswaras. Let us listen to the komalaswaras independently.
the word Shuddha is used differently in Carnatic and Hindustani music. In Carnatic music, it denotes the lowest variety of a particular note. In Hindustani music, Shuddha is a basic note which can have its komala or tivra variation. Sthai A sthai is also called a saptaka. The basic seven notes or the dwadasaswaras of a gamut that we heard constitute one sthai or octave. Tristhais, panchasthais. Musical theory recognizes tristhai or three octaves and panchasthai or five octaves. In Carnatic music, in actual practice, only three octaves are used. Carnatic music, in general, is Madhyasthai-oriented. We shall see them now. Madhyasthai Madhyasthai is a middle octave. Mandrasthai Mandrasthai is one octave below the middle octave. Let us now listen to the mandra and madhyasthais in succession. Tarasthai is the octave above the middle octave. Let us listen to all these three sthais in succession. Anumandra and Atitara's thighs. Anumandra and Atitara are thighs above and below Mandra and Tara respectively. As observed already, only three thighs are used in Carnatic music. And these are actually two thighs spread over three thighs like this. There may be a slight extension beyond mandra pa to the mandra ma and rarely the compositions require any further. The next section is from madhya sa to ni. The third portion commences at Tara Sa and ends at Tara Pa. 
Let us listen to these three styes, which are actually two styes spread over three. Important notes. Every raga has got its own set of important notes. These are the graha, jiva, amsa, and nyasa swaras. They are overlapping concepts in their function. Let us see them independently. Jiva swara. A jiva is a dominant note which gives the chaya of the note at once. It is also an often sounded note which invariably figures as a hraswaswara or short note along with gamaka. Jivaswaras play an important role as raktiswaras in the rakti or ranjaka prayogas which lend typical color and characteristics to a raga. Hraswaswara Hraswa means short. If a note is rendered as a short note, it is called a hraswaswara. The hraswaswaras cannot be sustained. It plays a vital role when the jivaswara figures as an often sounding note, giving a jingling effect. Now, listen to the ri, ma and ni of the raga Sankarabharanam, which are the jivaswaras of that raga. Let us see how the Jeevaswara figures as an often sounding note. La vie semblait s'être arrêtée là devant le spectacle muet d'un lendemain d'orgie. Deux hirondelles s'étaient depuis longtemps installées, leur caca clapotant se desséchait seul. Triste, River ne pensait qu'à penser, de toute façon comme il disait lui. C'était une phrase toujours interrompue. Un éclair soudain devait le saisir, ses mains cherchaient un motif, une sympathie, n'importe quoi, de la douceur. Depuis toujours, et jamais on ne disait toujours, sans songer à l'aube du jour, le vent, chaud son corps, fou ses espoirs. Et avec charme, il se masturbait comme personne ne pouvait le faire. Chaque mouvement était alors un pas de plus vers elle. Une poignée de coton hydrophile est un chapeau sur la tête de Kirsten. J'ai senti tout à coup que le choc était plus probable. Je n'étais pas surpris, je n'avais pas peur. Rodolphe avait freiné trop fortement et Connie ne conduit pas au même tempo que les Villois. J'étais même curieux, intéressé par les mouvements de la voiture. Le paysage évolue dans une autre dimension, le code de la route est alors impuissant et dérisoire. La voiture va où elle doit aller sans respecter les divers obstacles qui sont ou ne sont pas là ou ailleurs. Choc sourd, décevant. Accélération centrifuge et tout redevient normal, normal et amusant. Le système, notre civilisation se montre et tombe très vite dans l'efficace inhumain. Il y a quand même ce moment où les deux chauffeurs mâles communiquent. Tout devient mâle, asexué, coup de foudre.
Gerzen, Tomatensaft, zweimal 150 Gramm Rindfleisch, viel Obst, viel Obst, viel Obst, viel Obst, viel Obst, viel Obst, was zum Trinken, Brot, Margarine, cher Chambre, tu m'as longtemps regardé quand j'étais nu sur le lit, quand je restais sans rien dire longtemps, tu dois me connaître maintenant, j'ai vu le monde à travers tes trois yeux, j'ai vécu dans ton sein, tous mes instants vides, blancs, nuits, yeux ouverts sur des pensées sans fin, qui à force de se retourner perdent ainsi leur source. Toutes mes humeurs et mes envies, mon échec solitaire, quand je peins si longtemps, chaque matin à grand peine et sagement. Tu dois me comprendre, parce que toi non plus, ta ferme quand ça claque, porte tes coins où passe le vent et le froid et la catastrophe. Quand tu veux dire que tu ne sais pas, je les connais, je les observais. Toi aussi tu t'es ennuyé ma chambre, maintenant tout a changé. Est-ce qu'un sentiment trop fort encombre le paysage il est si tenu et très transportable, je m'en sers souvent et beaucoup l'accepte. Je vois aussi que certaines humeurs se répètent, espacées de plusieurs années. Nous devons peut-être accorder nos passés. Vivre means sharp. The notes with a higher pitch in the Vikrita category are called the Tivraswaras. Shall we listen to the Tivraswaras? Let us now listen to the saying in relation to Shadjam.
Nyasaswara. Nyasa means putting upon or deposit. Nyasaswara is an Amsaswara predominantly. It could also be a Jivaswara. The Nyasaswara is a note on which various note patterns end. When Amsa figures as Nyasa, the Nyasaswara is shown as a long starting note. As an ending note, which is also long, it acts as a resting note to form the prelude to the next round of weaving of note patterns.
beep. You have been listening to I Stop Here here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is a slightly hard of hearing summer heatwave edition of Isotopica. If you have any views, any comments or any issues have been raised by today's Sonic Detour, then please contact me through the website or directly on Twitter. That's at Simon Tishko on Twitter. If you can't work out how to spell my name, which most people can't, then look it up on my website, www.theculture.net. I will be back in seven days. Uh, Who knows what will be in the mix next week? We're coming close to the end of the summer season on Resonance FM, where we'll all be going off on our holidays, or not, as the case may be. And then back in the autumn, because the world just keeps going round and round and round and round, and none of it really matters. That's the beauty of it all. This is me, Simon Tishko, on that very positive note, signing off for another seven days. Thank you for listening. We're repeated at 5am on Sunday morning for all our fans out there in the US of A and Canada and Mexico and South America. Bye. This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.